United Church of Marco Island, good morning to all of you, and what a blessing it is to be with each one of you. Though separated, we are united uh, this day. Before I offer up a message for today, I wanted to share back with all of you uh, how grateful I am for the positive uh, responses that I've received from my email on Friday and encouraged by your enthusiastic generosity toward United Church, toward the food pantry, and toward a mission that quite frankly is near and dear to all of our hearts, the mission of Christ. We turn to yet another one of the signs that Jesus performed in John's Gospel, miracles to share back with others that he was the Son of God. Uh, this sermon series on the eight signs concludes on next Sunday, May the 3rd, and we turn to yet another one of those miracles, a sign, the story of Jesus healing the blind man. I am going to read for you John 9, verses 1 through 12, and then we'll pick back up with verses 35 through 41. Hear now the word of God. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent, so the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begged, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes open, they demanded. He replied, the man they call Jesus has made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man, they asked him. I don't know, he said. And then picking up in verse 35. Jesus heard that the Pharisees had thrown him out of town. And when he had found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The formerly blind man asked. Tell me so that I might believe in him. Jesus said, You have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What are we blind to? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Wise and loving God, may the words of my mind and the meditations of all our mouths be acceptable to you today and always. 
Amen. I thought I would begin this morning with a question. Over the course of your life, have you ever met a person, friend, family member, colleague, who was blind? I know over the course of my life, I've had some encounters with those who have been blind. And I'll tell you, there is something rather unusual or interesting that I've noted over the years about people who are blind. And perhaps you have had this experience when it comes to the blind people that you know or have known. And that interesting tidbit of information or irony is this. Blind people have a remarkable ability to see. Let me share with you a humorous, though perhaps telling story of a former parishioner who was blind. She's now passed away, so I can share with you her name. Her name was Noveline. And I remember early on in my career as a minister, I visited Noveline in her home. And she had been blind uh, for many years. And she was a person of great spiritual wisdom and insight. Uh, she spoke a little bit about how she had lost her husband and her grief and her affiliation with the church over the years and how being blind had made her a better listener. And I was just so impressed by the depth of her spiritual insight, Anomaline's uh, insight. And I remember as the pastoral care meeting came to a conclusion there in her home, I shared a prayer with her and then it was time to get up and go and I uh, shared my goodbye and I was uh, back, backing up um, from where her couch was and she just uh, screams out at me, Mark, Mark! And there was Nadaline in those big black sunglasses that often those who are blind wear. And she says, Mark, I want you to stop right where you are because if you go any further, you're going to trip over my lamp cord. And I looked back around, and sure enough, if I had taken even one more half step, I would have tripped over that cord. And in that moment, I got to chuckling a little bit. Here was this woman who was blind, who could see even better than younger, smart minister in his 20s. And as I left her room, I became aware that really and truly, blind people have a remarkable capacity to see. Another story of someone who was blind in uh, Christian history, Fanny Crosby. If you're unfamiliar with that name, Crosby was a hymn writer who wrote many different hymns in our hymnal here at United Church, including the well-known hymn, Blessed Assurance. Well, what you may not know about Crosby is that as a young girl, she developed an eye condition that was rather minor. Her parents brought her to the eye doctor, and thanks to a mistake in medication on behalf of the physician, uh, Crosby was blinded as a child and was blind for the rest of her life. Wrote over 8,000 Christian hymns, and at the end of her hymn writing career, someone asked her, did you harbor resentment toward that physician who made you blind? And Crosby said, oh, absolutely not, as I look back on my life. She said, as I look back on my life and I think about the listening skills that developed in me and the spiritual muscles that I had to develop 
and the trust that I had to develop, having had been made blind early on in my life, I would have never, ever have been able to have the wisdom to see God's purpose or plan in my life. And never did she say would I have been able to rope the hymns that I wrote if it worked for the fact that I was blind. When I think about Noveline's story, when I think about the story of Fanny Crosby, and maybe when you think about the stories of the blind people in your life that you know, there is a certain irony about those who are blind. They can see quite well. And in thinking about that irony, and in thinking about the hardship and the challenges of our lives that we experience in the moment, my sense is that oftentimes when it comes to our spiritual lives, we can actually see Jesus better when we are blind than when our eyes are opened up again. Sometimes it can be able, we are able to see Jesus in the midst of pain and suffering and hardship, Jesus and his blessings, even better than when that pain and suffering and hardship is over. The blind shall see, Jesus said. Walk back into this story of John 9 with me so that together we can confront this irony of those being blind being able to see even better than those who can actually see. You'll recall that once upon a time there was a man, according to the scripture, who had been blind from birth. And this was because God had a purpose for Jesus to eventually come along and to open his eyes and for folks to then be able to know that Jesus had miraculous power and was the Son of God. Jesus encounters this blind man and shares back with him uh, after spitting on some mud that he wants him to go and wash his eyes in the pool of Siloam, which was just south of Jerusalem. Uh, the blind man, of course, uh, received Jesus' instruction and went and washed his eyes. And miraculously, his eyes were, were opened back up. And then we're told that uh, later in John chapter 9, Jesus comes and revisits this man. And interestingly enough, when Jesus comes and revisits this man, the man is unable to identify who Jesus is after his eyes had already miraculously been opened. That's right, while blind, the man was able to get a sense of Jesus's voice and was able to credit Jesus for this miracle that had happened to him or was about ready to happen to him. But then after his eyes had been opened for a little while, when Jesus returned back to him, he could not even recognize Jesus. In fact, Jesus had to go so far as to say, it is me, it is I, I am the Son of God, believe in me. Jesus summed it up this way, I have come into the world so that the blind may see, and that those who see will become blind. In recent days and weeks, I would venture to say that all of us have been blinded and maybe even blindsided by the coronavirus. We struggle, we suffer, we endure all kinds of hardship. We have been, yes, blinded. 
And if you look back over the course of your life and the challenges that you've endured in your life up to this point, I would ask a question about those challenges. When was it that you felt most close to Jesus? Was it when things were all going well or was it when things were not going well? When it was when you were on a mountain or when you were in a valley down below? Was it mountain or valley? Eyes open, eyes closed. When in your life have you experienced a closeness to Jesus? If you're anything like me, ironically, it's been during those seasons of darkness, when you were blinded, when you couldn't see, that you heard the voice of Jesus and experienced his presence in ways that were so powerful that when your eyes opened back up, you maybe even missed that closeness. I remember many years ago, there was a woman in a former congregation, another woman, who had a lot of battles with cancer. And at one point, the battle was looking pretty grim. She ended up beating uh, the battle of cancer. But she remembers being in the hospital and enduring chemotherapy and being alone for so long. And she had a Bible with her in her hospital room, and, and she didn't have a good working pen. And so she used this old uh, orange highlighter to highlight certain passages in the Bible that were giving her strength and were giving her a lot of, of nourishing power. And she amazingly, with the help and grace of God, endured uh, that cancer and really claimed victory over it. And about six months after uh, enduring that victory, she came back into my office and she said, well, Pastor, i got to tell you something. This is my old Bible from when I had cancer. And I'm looking back at all of those orange highlights in the Bible and the power and the intensity of that scripture in those moments. And i got to tell you, now that everything's okay, it's just hard for me to feel that power and intensity, and I feel even a little bit more disconnected from God than when I was going through everything. And then she kind of partially joked with this comment. She said, maybe I was better off blind. That comment was the inspiration for my sermon title this morning. And I don't think it is true. I don't think any one of us are better off blind. But I think you get her drift, do you not? Sometimes it's when we are suffering, when we are experiencing hardship, when we are blind, that we can see Jesus in his blessings in amazing ways. I have come into this world, said Jesus, so that those who are blind might see, and those who are seeing well will become blind. And so my question for all of you today is, in the midst of all of the blindness that we experience in the world around us, where are we seeing Jesus in his blessings in ways that one day when it's all over, we might even miss. You know, when I think about my life in the blindness that I've experienced of late, I will tell you there have been many nights where I've prayed, God, I want this to be over. I want our church to be open. I want our world to be open. I want my eyes to be open again. 
But while I have been blind, boy, have I experienced and been able to see some gifts and blessings of Jesus that have been rather extraordinary. I know that while I have been blind, the ways I have been reading scripture and preaching and teaching Bible study, I mean, it almost just seems as though those words are highlighted in orange, and I'm doing so with a certain urgency that I might miss a month from now. I know that while I've been blind, I have been able to see all of your generosity in new and, and powerful ways. While I've been blind and missing my church family, I've been able to see the blessing of a church family and how much I appreciate it. While I've been blind, I've, I've had a sense of, uh, of being grateful and more thankful for uh, my friends and family who have been texting, those people in my life who have helped me through. You know, while I've been blind, I've, I've learned a new things too. I've, I've learned how to Zoom like many of you. I, I learned how to cook up chicken tortilla soup in a crock pot, and I've, you know, learned a, a few new things, and I've been I'm grateful for that. You know, while I was blind on Easter Sunday morning, uh, I hunted Easter eggs with my children for the first time. You know, for the last 19 years, I've woken up real early on Easter at four in the morning and drank coffee and committed my sermon to to, to memory, and, and this year I was able to hunt eggs and see the joy uh, on their faces, and I know for the next 20 or 30 years I'll be back to waking up at 4 in the morning and, and doing that again, but, but while I was blind, I, I really saw um, something beautiful about my family. I mean, while I've been blinded by all of this uh, during the virus, my, my son learned how to ride a bike. I mean, my daughter learned the letter G and the words that begin with the letter G. I taught her those, including the word uh, grouper. Uh, my, my, my infant, uh, Anna, she's uh, uh, practically learned how to crawl, and I was, I was there for it. And, and during all of this blindness, I've just been able to see Jesus and his blessings so clearly. How about you? Maybe it's a friend or a family member, and you say, I, I'm blessed in this blindness to, to see this person in a way I've never seen them before. Or maybe it was a new insight that you received from God, or a new skill that you learned, or some special closeness to God that you feel now uh, that you may not feel a month from now, or uh, something in the midst of your blindness that has pulled you closer to Christ. And it wouldn't have happened if you weren't blind. I've come into the world, said Jesus, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. Speaking of those who are blind, I remember a story from some years ago. It was back in 2017, and you may remember uh, the story of Jake Olson. Uh, Jake Olson wrote a wonderful book uh, entitled, Open Your Eyes to a New Life. And Jake Olson was blind, a football player who was blind, and he walked on to a Division I program, University of Southern California, as a long snapper. And though being blind, thanks to his retinoblastoma that he was diagnosed with, uh, he continued on with his football career, walked on to the team, and there was a moment during the game in 2017 when he snapped the ball back 
uh, to the holder, and an extra point was kicked during that play, and he was nearly completely blind when he did that. Well, Olsen came on to Good Morning America to share that experience as well as to talk a little bit about his book, and he said never ever in his life would he have been able to accomplish what he did, to persevere, to be able to listen, to have the tactile sense that he needed to be as a holder, uh, to go on to do what he would have done if he were not blind. For in the midst of all of that blindness, he was able to claim spiritual gifts and vision that he would not have had if his eyes were simply opened up. Now hear me say this. I hope our eyes open real soon. I hope our world opens real soon. I hope our church opens real soon. I hope that healing comes and that the coronavirus goes away forever and ever. That is what I pray for and that is my hope. But in the meantime, while I am still blind and while you are still blind, I hope you will take a moment to notice Jesus and those blessings of Jesus that you have been able to see with great focus and with great clarity while you are still blind. For really and truly, in these days, it's as though Jesus and his message are highlighted in orange. And one day, they may not be as clearly in focus for you as they are now. So while you are blind, do take a look around. Hear now these words once more. I have come into this world, said Jesus, so that the blind may see, and those who see will become blind. Amen.